He never sleeps, never slumbers. He's always watching over you to protect you, to guard you. He sends his angels to watch over you. He works all things to accomplish his good plan for you. Your Father in heaven keeps you. The triune God blesses you and keeps you. And notice here, it doesn't say, say to the, the best in Israel. Or say to those in Israel who are really worthy of it. No, it, it says, say to the sons of Israel. This is a blessing which is to be given to all of those who long to hear and who gather to listen to the word of God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Reaching out with rock-solid hope in rim country. June 16, 2019. Number 6, 22-27. You probably had it happen before. Where you, you take that picture and you think you got the moment time down just right. Then somebody's looking the wrong way. Or somebody's not smiling for the moment. Somebody blinked. Don't you just wish you could just change it and just fix it? Well, of course you can, right? There are technologies and smartphones where you just hold the button down, it'll take several shots. And if someone was off or looking the wrong way for a second, it can fix that for you. It'll, it'll even help you pick out the best smile on each face and put a perfect photograph together for you. You wish life was that easy? What about with God? Would you ever wish you could see, even if, even if we could see his face, would you wish you could see what the expression would be? Might we ever want to change expression? This morning, as we look at Numbers chapter 6, we see the expression that God conveys to us. And we see it's one that we would never want or need to change. To begin with, we have sort of a problem. If we want to see what God looks like as his expression towards us, God is spirit. More than that, God has hidden himself from this world so that we cannot see him and no one can see the face of God. It started with our forefathers, Adam and Eve, our, our first parents. And no, God did not turn aside from them. They turned from him. and They rebelled against him. So they no longer could walk with God in his presence. And it's the same for all of those who followed after Adam and Eve. God is hidden. We cannot see his face. And no, once again, it's not God's fault. We have turned aside. And the scriptures declare through the prophet Isaiah this, this picture that is really something that cuts the heart as it says, your sins have turned his face away from you. Isaiah reveals that everyone in this world is separate from God and cannot see his face because of sin and their rebellion. They have turned aside and God in turn has said, you cannot see my holy face. Can you imagine that? You know, you've probably experienced that before, right? Where somebody that you love, whether it's a child, maybe a parent, maybe a spouse, they, they stop showing their face to you. How does that feel? Because they're upset with you, because maybe something you did, they don't want to look at you. They, they just... Turn their back to you. It hurts, right? We, we long to, to fix things and to change it. If only we could just make their face smile on us again. 
That's what God says has happened because of us turning aside from him. What could be worse than that? Having God turn his back to you. Well, one thing could be worse. What about the same God who turned his back to you, turning once again towards you, but no longer with the kindness and affection towards his creation, but with the holy anger of a God towards one who has rebelled against him, abandoned him. That's what the psalmist says when he says, Lord, when, when you turn your face away, all are terrified. Because what are we going to see when God does reveal his face again? That's what Jesus speaks of that. What awaits everyone in this world who have turned of their backs from their God and have turned aside from him. And Jesus says when he comes again and when they see his face, Jesus says he will say to those who are cursed, depart from me. He says, I don't want to see your face anymore. Away from me, you who are cursed, to the fire prepared for the devil and his angels. We long to see God's face. But we know from our conscience, what Scripture reveals, we don't deserve to see it. We know what our lot ought to be. And we want to fix it. And we want to have God look at us in favor. But we can't change it. We can't just open up our smartphones and, and change this scene. No. Beyond us. That's why what we see in number six is so wonderful. That's why we can open the pages of Scripture and find God revealing his expression to us and what he wants us to know. And how do we know what's on God's face? The God who hides himself from sinners comes in his word. See, the, the people of Israel had long been separated from God. And when they came to hear Moses, he spoke to them. It had been centuries that they felt the burden of separation from their God. They had been slaves in a foreign land with their bodies wearied, their backs beaten, their babies taken away from them and murdered. And you, you can imagine, they probably had to wonder year after year for centuries, is God with us? Is he against us? They labored under harsh slavery in the hot sun. Then God sends his word speak to them, remind them. He tells them, say to the sons of Israel, this is how you are to speak to them. And through Moses and through Aaron and his sons, God wants his word to be revealed to them. And this is not just wishful thinking on Aaron's behalf or on Moses' part. This is God's direction for them, their Lord. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord, make his face shine on you, be gracious to you. The Lord, turn his face toward you, look on you with favor, give you peace. And then he says, when you do this, so you will put my name on the Israelites, you will bless them. First of all, this blessing starts with God, the Lord himself, that title which he's given himself. The Lord is the Hebrew expression for the one who, who is the I am, the eternal, everlasting God. This is the one who says he's speaking to you. And he says he will bless you. Think of everything that you have, everything that's good, everything from your mind to your clothes to your home to everything you use this morning. It's a blessing from God. 
As James says, your Father in heaven, who every good and perfect gift comes down from him, and every good thing you ever will hold in your life comes from your heavenly Father. He blesses you. We hear it in his word. And more than that, he doesn't just give you every blessing. He maintains that blessing. It says the Lord keep you. The Hebrew word here for keep is to guard, to watch over and protect. Some parents in this world might be so distracted that on Father's Day even, children will be looking for affection or attention from their father and their father will be distracted on their smartphone. Not this father. He keeps you. He never sleeps, never slumbers. He's always watching over you to protect you, to guard you. He sends his angels to watch over you. He works all things to accomplish his good plan for you. Your Father in heaven keeps you. The triune God blesses you and keeps you. And notice here, it doesn't say, say to the the best in Israel. Or say to those in Israel who are really worthy of it. No, it, it says, to the sons of Israel. This is a blessing which is to be given to all of those who long to hear and who gather to listen to the word of God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The blessing given in grace. It's a keeping given for those who don't deserve it. And it's a blessing which he says, give to you. See, the, the Hebrew has a, a plural form of you. In English, we'd maybe say, you all as if speaking to a whole group at once. But here it says in the, the singular, to you. As God wants to each and every individual listening, all of Israel that wants to hear, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you. The blessing goes on as it says, the Lord make his face shine on you. That is, cause his face to be good and look on you with a light, good thing, something you want to see and be gracious to you. God did this. In the graciousness of our God, he really did make his face shine on us. It's a face which he took on as the Son of God took on human flesh. And Jesus, the Eternal One, the Lord, became fully human and was born into this world. It's a face which showed weariness. It's a face which showed compassion. It's a face which was down in the ground in the garden as he prayed in agony and later which had blood dripping down it. God was gracious to us as he revealed his face in the Son, Jesus, the Son of God, in order that he might show that graciousness to you, that you might be blessed and guarded and watched. Jesus, the Son of God, faced what we deserved. Know that God would never turn his back away from us. The Son of God took that from us, that price and that curse, and took it in our place. And the Father turned his face away as the Son said, I'll take the curse. He might bless these people. God was gracious to us and made his face shine. He came to rescue us in the flesh. And the gracious living Christ gives us his peace that we know whatever comes our way, Even if we don't face slavery and hardship like the Israelites, whatever hardship comes in our life, God is gracious to us. He is not punishing us for our sins, but he has taken our sins away and he looks on us. He is gracious to us. His face is shining. Finally, it continues, that last part of this threefold blessing. The Lord, 
look on you. Here the, the expression literally leads, turn his face to you. And when God turns his face, as he gives you peace. Remember that horrible feeling of someone that you love turning their face away? Doesn't it feel wonderful when they, when they turn back in love, peace? The Holy Spirit has caused us to see the face of God revealed in the pages of Scripture, the very words that the Lord blesses you and keeps you, that the Lord is gracious to you. He has brought you and turned you to see the face of God in his word and to know that you have peace. That whatever comes, even like Job, you can say, I myself will see God. I'm at peace with him. I'll stand before him. Right now, you can picture the Lord has put his name on you. You know, sometimes we put our name on things to make sure that we don't lose it or to make sure we know that others understand it's ours. In the military, they have sea bags and they'll, they'll put your name on your, your giant bag that carries all of your stuff and when, within each bag, those sea bags have other bags. They'll put your name on it. Maybe when you send your kids off to school, you, you have their name written down on their, their lunchbox or their pencils. Or if you give a, a Bible to someone or another special gift, you might even put the name, engrave it on. You can even etch it on your iPad. We don't do this necessarily because the child is afraid they'll not remember it's theirs or that somehow we're going to lose our iPad and not remember who it belongs to. No, it's, it's done so that we know in a special way it belongs to us. And God says, I will put my name on you. Through this blessing, he says, he has put his name on his people. And it's so that you might know that you belong to him, the one who is blessed by him, treasured by him, graciously brought into his family. And this triune God gives you that blessing when you were baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord, Lord, the Lord, put his name on you. You now belong to him. He knows it and he wants you to hear it. And this gracious God is the one who still repeats those words today, not through someone because he's in any way special, but because God has told him to speak. He speaks it whether it be a family member, a Christian friend, or your pastor, the Lord bless you. And I'm told that this, this expression, this threefold blessing, fell out of use in the Christian service. But then there was a man that started adding it to the end of his service. His name was Martin Luther. And he saw as fitting that God's people should hear this blessing, this threefold blessing that they belong to their God. And so he had it repeated at the end of the service and it began to be used more widely and it still is to this day. It's the word of God. When you hear those blessings spoken at the end of a service or during the service, the word of our God telling you, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord make his face shine on you. But whatever comes, whatever you face, and whatever might cause you to fear or wonder what God's expression is like, look to the Word to see what's on His face. Because it says, with hands lifted up, signifying that God is placing His name on you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor, give you peace. The triune God has put His name on you to bless you. Amen. Amen.